On today's episode, we are going to be answering a question from a listener who was in a very specific scenario that I think plays out often in people's homes where she and her husband had disconnected a little bit, maybe had a little, some conflict the day before, and then he came home from work the next day, just shut down. Mm. And she wanted to connect with him and know what was happening, but he was unable to get there with her in that moment and what to do next. So that is where we are headed today. We are so glad that you are here. Welcome to the Connection Codes podcast. This is the podcast where we break open our emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and in ourselves. I'm your host, Tara Wages, and joining me is marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, Phyllis. And together, they have founded The Connection Codes, which is the guide to human connection. Well, hello, world. Mm, hi, <laughs> friends. Well, just to say off this, just to start with, we love when people... Um, write in suggestions for yes. podcasts when people write in questions yeah. that we can use on our podcasts. And, you know, it, it's, it's what it, we really want to do. Like we want this to be relevant to what you're going through. And, uh, we love the feedback mm -hmm. on what is really the most powerful for our listeners. So, right. uh, and I know the topic of the wheel comes up even, you know, when we do live events and, um, even for Glenn in session, just people that get stuck in knowing how to use the wheel in, a, in, because yeah, there's days when one or one of us is shut down. Like that's, right. that's not uncommon. And to kind of, to almost know the value of the wheel. We were in a session, um, a few days ago and, uh, the wife in this scenario is deals with SOS, which is the sensory overload. And she works in a job in a hospital, um, in labor and delivery. And she just talked about how even the beeping on the monitor with the baby wow. heartbeat, the mama's heartbeat, like yeah. she has to listen to that all day long. And then there's a lot of touch, uh, which is important in labor and delivery. Yeah. And so, she often gets home and is just needs to actually be in complete silence for a while. Well, that's challenging for her husband who has not seen her. She works those long 14 hour shifts. And one of the things that we talked about, I just asked her, I said, what do you do? Cause I think her drive home is like 25 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. I said, what do you do on that drive home? So she threw out just different things. And I said, what if you got in your car and you had the wheel and you did the wheel just yourself out loud, say it out loud. And, and what I was walking her through was the power of letting that out of your body. And I think we often miss that piece, that science piece of this whole thing that you know, you, you hear us, if you listen to our podcast, we mention we say the term, the body keeps the score. Um, and, and there's, there's a great book written that is actually called the body keeps the score, but just the idea that we have to let emotions out of our body. Otherwise our body stores them. Mm -hmm. And eventually things go really wrong and really wonky mm -hmm. 
when we have stored emotion that we're not letting out of our body. And so I just said to her in the next week, can you do this? And we have heard from others who do this where they actually can feel the physical Mm -hmm. experience. Their body shifts. They can feel it because you're letting go of something. I mean, it's, you know, I think for some of us, we have a hard time visualizing that, but I often think of just when you hold your breath and you're doing it, you know, we used to do it with the grandkids where it's who can hold their breath the longest. And it's like, at some point you have to let that breath out. Yeah. And Glenn's Glenn has many times said, if you don't, you pass out, but then you come back too because then you breathe again. But it's like that idea of our body desperately needs, if you've inhaled, you need to exhale and you feel the difference. Like when you hold your breath for just so long, you just think, I can't do this anymore. And you finally exhale. Oh my goodness. It feels so good. And it feels so right. And it's like that if we could just visualize the emotion and that the wheel is that tool that helps us to connect with our emotions And for many of us, we need help in that. We don't easily do it on our own. And so I think at times we just get stuck right there. And I think that the, uh, the person who asked the question, uh, like if your husband comes home and he's shut down in that moment, you doing the wheel, you start, you're the one that's not shut down. So you start and you do the wheel and, I think that, you know, and you, I'd love to hear your perspective of this because I think that for him, what was happening for us is kind of obvious. It's what happened the day before that was still shutting him down, but he wasn't in a place where he was able to talk about that. So it didn't feel safe to him to talk about that. And in those moments, she can't push for that. Right. She can't force that it's got to be where he feels like she genuinely, really genuinely wants to know what's happening for you. I think I've missed something as such a good follow-up to what's happening. I think I've missed something. And, and I don't know if she used that term. I miss something with you, Mm. um, to make space for his wounding from the day before that he's thought about all day at work Right. And so he comes home so defeated and so shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we try to convey this clearly in the, our masterclass foundations, but these three phrases, we didn't draw out of a hat. They're just random things we thought of over a, around a campfire one weekend. We looked at interactions over and over and over again. And each of the three phrases, there's a lot of power in it. And just like you say, to be able to say to someone, hey, I think I missed something. Can you help me catch up? I'm the slow one. And I use phrases like that all the time in my relationships and also in sessions uh, because you you can't sell to someone, hey, you're shut down. You need to stop being shut down. Try selling that to anybody on the planet. There's not a human that I've ever met that would be like, oh, okay, fine. I've, you're right. I've been shut down. Now I'll open up. No, they just shut down even more when you say that. But to say to them, I think I'm missing something and you really matter to me and I want to get it and I'm just slow sometimes and I've totally missed it now you're in a position of vulnerability you're asking for assistance and we are coded as humans to help people who are in need uh would you be 
correct in saying they're shut down, they need to open up? Maybe, I guess. I don't know. You just can't sell it. There's nobody that's going to open up to that, uh, that demand, especially. And that's the reason we say, you know, as humans, we have the right of request. We don't have the right of demand. So to just say to the individual, could you help me get it? I'm just, I'm dense and I'm lost uh, and you matter uh, to me. And of course, part of what that does is then the person receives identity and they recognize that, oh, okay, I matter uh, to her. I didn't feel like I mattered to her. Uh, did, yesterday, I didn't feel like I mattered to her when I first shut down. But okay, she's telling me that I actually do have value. I actually do matter to her. She's taking the time. And again, she's presenting it from a position of vulnerability, not a position of attack. You know, I know from our own experience uh, that it's not an easy right. position to mm. take. Like, I I think that when, yeah. when I'm shut down, uh, I think the way this plays out at times is that, or if I'm going through something specifically, that you may start with what's happening with you. Mm. But you're so flooded with what's happening with you mm. that it's hard to to actually really uh, give space for right. what is happening yeah. for the other person. Yeah, and I always tell people they should have married a mannequin because it'd be so mm-hmm. much easier or a cyborg or something because then you don't have to worry about the other person's emotion because right. they don't have any. Right. So, but as far as I know, most people end up marrying other humans, so makes it tricky. It, it I think it is very tricky because I I think that uh, the one is shut down, but that doesn't mean the other one isn't flooded. Right. Right. Flooded yeah. with pain, flooded mm-hmm. with fear, flooded with shame. Shame. Yeah. And so yeah. they, to just, I don't know, to me, part of, I, I think, for connection codes, for these tools, to me, I constantly think, you got to go slow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And wow. And what that means is, Give a minute. Mm. Give a minute to what your partner's going through, yeah. and it's it's you you know it's it's kind of a who even in relationships in general. I think we're so quick, so quick to judge, so quick to be offended, so mm. quick to go mm, not talking to her anymore. Mm. Right. Instead of going whoa whoa whoa, slow down, slow down. Yeah. And it's it's the uh, I, I think so often of Carlos Whitaker now, you know, how to human well, mm. like we're so quick to jump to conclusions yeah. and, and we judge so quickly yeah. instead of going, Whoa, let me, let me give this. And especially in our, in our closest relationships, in our marriages, it's like, yeah, you know, if your husband comes home, shut down, there's gotta be so much space and grace in that. Mm. Instead of pushing, you know, like you're supposed to do this right now mm. and going, whoa, 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 whoa. There's something more going on here. Right. That's really big and deep and um, to make space for that. And I know she had probably her own wounding from whatever they disconnected about the day before. Yeah. And so see, she's kind of flooded. Yep. She's like, it's almost kind of like the wheel gets brought out as in, this is our only hope. Mm. And so there's this desperation of this has got to work right now instead of just giving it that space to go, I would love to know what's happening with mm. you when you're ready to tell me I would love to do the wheel with you when you're able. Kind of that 
that slow grace part of it that we need at times. And, and it's like they're even to have the capacity to, to be able to do that. Uh, we've mentioned this often and now in the moment, I can't think of the movie, but it's where the person says, I'll go, I'll go out. Uh, volunteers tribute, the hunger games, the hunger games. It's the yeah. volunteers tribute. Mm-hmm. And if you've not watched the movies, that won't make any sense. Mm. But I think I love that imagery. I, I need to volunteer as tribute. I'll go first. Right. Yeah. I'll set aside what is, you know, my pain point. Right. I'll go first and I'll make space for you. I yeah. think it's so important yeah. in our relationships. Yeah. And I always wonder if we misconvey because I'm amazed at how often that we hear people use the core motion wheel as a weapon. And, you know, we always say that a tool can very quickly become a weapon. Uh, a hammer is a great tool, but it could be a weapon in a, in a split second. Uh, a chainsaw, great tool. Uh, unless, is it Jason or Freddie that has it? I forget. But anyway, the horror movie. Um, so the core motion wheel is just an invitation. And, to and again, uh, we've heard that story countless times where people are like, you know, well, I came and I told him it was time for him to do the wheel. And oddly enough, he didn't respond well. Of course he's not going to. We don't have the right of demand for people, especially when it comes to psyche things, their, their emotions, you know, their, their core, their authenticity. We just can't demand it. It just never works. The turtle will never come out of its shell when you're yelling at it. So just to say, and I just love the way you present that, just to say, I'd love to do the wheel with you when you can. And if that's not right now... You know, that's not in the next hour, uh, whatever. But you matter to me, and I want to know you, and I want to know what's happening with you. And it's just an invitation. It's a tool, mm. uh, not a weapon. Mm. Yeah, I, I do agree as well that when you go first, mm. when you open yourself up vulnerably, oh. it definitely does pull something with the other, you know, just, mm-hmm. and which you've said that yep. there's studies, yep. whenever you say your fear, the other mm-hmm. person connects with that fear yep. um, or whatever emotion it is. And so you can go first in that moment, but then say, now when you're ready, mm. I would love to do that. And, and they may be ready yep. faster than you think. You know, uh, I know the episode that came out on Valentine's day, Wes and I were both on it and talking about a moment of conflict for us over sex and physical touch and he just started doing the will. He didn't ask. He just started. Wow. Mm. Um, and, and it was so helpful and powerful. Mm. But now in this moment, I think he was the one wounded and hurt in that moment. Mm. How hard that was yeah. for him to just be. Because when he starts doing that, that's him saying, I want to connect with yeah. you. He has a courage. choice. Wow. Yeah. He could say, I'm just going to be mad at you. Yeah. I'm just gonna like let this boil into something yeah. and hold it against you and punish you. Mm. He could have punished me mm. in that moment, but by him just immediately, I, it was just dark in our room. I'm rolled over. We're not even. We can't see each other. And he goes anger. Mm. And when and when I heard that come out, I was like, okay, he's doing it. Wow. You know, mm. and it was. Amazing. I'm gonna go. You know. And um, I think that there is so much power in going first. And then I I will also validate that there is frustration with the connection codes Mm. in the fact of 
for me at least, I no longer have an excuse to be a jerk to my spouse. Mm. I know better. You know, like I know better than to just ignore him when he's sharing vulnerably with me. Mm. If I do that, I'm holding myself into such a higher standard now. Or if I do that, man, how poor of me when I know what I should be doing to connect with my husband. Mm. I just, I don't have an excuse anymore to be, not that I'm a a bad wife or whatever, but like to just ignore what's happening with him. And so there yeah. is frustration in there because there are times where it feels like, oh, I just want to be mad at you. Just let me be mad at you right now. Right. Yeah. But man, where does that get us? Mm. Right. Nowhere. Right. Yeah. And I just have to connection mm. codes coach that just so that people get that. It's shame that keeps you from behaving poorly. Yeah. Because uh, again, in that moment, you you feel like behaving poorly and shame is doing its job. Shame is being your consultant, your mm. advisor. It's nudging you. Ooh, Tira, be the best version of Tira here. Mm, yeah. You're not allowed to be this B minus C minus version of Tira. And again, everything within you is just like, but I want to be the C minus version of Tira. Well, no. Yeah. And again, shame is your consultant. It's just nudging you going, no, 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 no. Come on, girl. You know this. You're, you know, always think about you know LeBron James or whoever. If LeBron James scores three points in a game, we're like, what a loser. What a pathetic. I mean, what in the world is wrong with him? There's a ton of people. Uh, I would be one of those. If I scored three points in an NBA game, I'd be like, you know, take pictures, put it on the black, <laughs> you know, because I don't have that capability level. Uh, LeBron James, three points is a total disaster and a failure because he has that much more capability and we want LeBron to be the best version of himself. Right. Well, the same is true in our relationships for Tira and Glenn and Phyllis, whoever would be like, yeah, I, I, I'm expected. There's more expected of me because I know now I have that capability mm-hmm. and it's shame that nudges us says, come on, get be on point. Don't score three points in this game. You're not allowed to do that because you're capable of scoring, pick a number, you know, 35 uh, points. And so you need to do, to, to measure up to your yourself, you know, what you're capable of doing. Well, wow, that's really good. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I do, I feel like there's also, I'm sure some kind of chemicals that release when we're in confrontation with somebody, you know? And so like, sometimes you just, mm-hmm. your, your blood gets pumping and yeah. just feels like the easy answer, which is also why you say slower is faster right. by slowing that mm-hmm. down. Yeah. You actually do get to the other side faster. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was so revolutionary to me because I, I always just feel like, oh, if we just like hash it out, like in this really mm. intense and hard way, then we'll yep. get through it. But in reality, it doesn't get us nowhere. It just gets right. the cycle moving faster. Yep. And so when we're moving faster, it feels like we're getting further. But in reality, we're running on a treadmill yep. moving nowhere a turtle off of the treadmill is moving faster mm-hmm. than you running right. well, on the treadmill. That's good imagery. And so I like that, that I think that that's what we're often mm-hmm. doing is we are yeah. on this treadmill, but we're getting nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so powerful to talk about that pause. Mm. You know, we've, we've did a webinar on that recently, the pause of the 19 seconds to mm. connect. And, um, and then we did the episode about the physical touch, pausing to hug our partner, mm-hmm. pausing to touch each other. Um, 
is so powerful to just slow down yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention all the wounding that's going to happen in the next two minutes. Uh, you know, this, we call it escalation, de-escalation, and pre-escalation. So, and a lot of marriage therapy is based on conflict resolution, which by definition means there's conflict. It means there's pain. It means there's wounding, and now we're just going to try to resolve it. Well, okay, fine, I get it. Yes, sometimes, but I want us to operate in pre-escalation, not even to get to the cyclone level, the tornado level, that wrecks our home, and then we're high-fiving going, yeah, we got past the tornado. Yeah, but our house was destroyed. Right. It's going to take us a year. And they're literally, I mean, I've sat with thousands of uh, people. There literally are times that someone destroys in two minutes, in one mm -hmm. minute, and it's going to take them a year to rebuild oh, yeah. what they did in that one minute. So there's no high-fiving. Right. And it's just silly to, to think, well, you know, then we resolve the conflict. Yeah, but now you've got trauma to deal with because she's going to remember what you said yeah. for the next year, five years, who knows. Uh, you know, we're just exhibit A on that, that there have been so many wounding things that happen. It's like, oh, it only happened once, and that was 19 years ago. Yeah, but it was so deep, and it was so sharp and so trauma traumatic that, yeah, we still uh, suffer from that. Yeah, it's amazing. 100%. And it also goes to why it's so powerful to implement it with your kids mm. um, because yep. you are now training them at this mm -hmm. early age yep. to identify these yep. emotions. So then as they grow, they can be processing all day yep. with each other and with you yep. because we often do. We talk about our conflicts with our partners on here. But I have just as many conflicts with my kids mm -hmm. as I do with Wes. Yep. I'm just not allowed to walk out on them. Mm. You know, it, it feels like with our spouses, we always there's like this, mm. we have the option. Mm. Or am I going to stay or am I going to leave? But when it comes to our kids, we don't yep. have the, that option. Yep. Yep. And so, therefore, I don't think that we work as hard to implement these things with them. We don't think they're old enough. They're not ready for it. They don't know their emotions. They don't process. Um, and they have to love me no matter what because I'm their mom. But we literally just did an episode talking about our childhood woundings and our childhood traumas and how that affects right. us later. And so slowing down with everybody, th mm -hmm. these work across mm -hmm. the board with everybody into – being able to pause and recognize that in someone else of like, oh, I can sense that you're upset. I can, mm. I, or not even I sense you're upset, but like there's something happening here. What's right. happening nope. with you? Well, and, yeah. um, and figuring that out, whether it's your partner or your kid yeah. or your cubicle worker. Yeah. And it's an odd thing. Uh, that's one of several phrases that we hear a lot from people and they're like, are you kidding me? We're going to do this all the time, you know, every day, all day long. We don't have time to do that. You don't have time not to do that mm. because, and this is why we say slower is faster. If you don't slow down, this is not, and pick a number. This is now going to take an hour and a half or a day and a half or a week and a half, month and a half, year and a half to process through. If you will slow down, and again, we're not talking for 45 minutes. We're talking about 30 seconds. It's amazing to me how fast humans can process through when they have safe space. Uh, and of course, that's kind of the essence of the connection codes, just to make safe space for people. Your experience is your experience. It just is. It may not make a speck of sense to me. 
I, you know, I adore you, Tira, and just getting to know you the last year or so, I'm fascinated by some of the things that happened with you because mm. I view you as this dynamic, brilliant, competent, capable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera person. I'm like, oh, Tira's great. She's got this. And then I find out, oh, no, 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 she was flooded with fear mm. uh, or fear of shame or whatever it is that's happening. And it's just so easy for me to go, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. There's no way that you thought, especially in a, a working environment, I'm like, there's no way that you thought we were judging you. There's no way mm. that you thought we were, you know, whatever, a day and a half from booting you or something. We're just so mesmerized by you. Well, yep, that's what happened for Tira, which makes no sense to me. Makes right. no sense to Phyllis, but it's just true. Yeah. And I can tell her to stop it. Tira, you stop it. You stop experiencing that. You stop feeling whatever emotion you're feeling, and you shut up about it. It just doesn't work. And now... Uh, and she, Tira will shut up about it. She'll eventually just stop talking to us uh, altogether. But that doesn't achieve what we wanted. Or we can just go, oh, wow. So that's what happens for you there. Well, I'd be darned. I totally miss that. Uh, and I still miss it because I still don't really get it that that's what happens for you. But woman, I hear you. If that's what happens for you. That's what happens for you. Right. And I'm just going to be safe uh, and present with you. You know, I think what we often hear, and I know this is our own experience as well, is that when one partner expresses like, oh, I feel a lot of fear mm -hmm. and the other partner doesn't get that fear at all. Like it's like totally miss, don't get mm -hmm. it, don't understand mm -hmm. it, doesn't make sense to me, but almost there can be a wounding in the expression mm -hmm. of, well, I feel really fear that you know, what you just did is going to cause this, this, this. And so then the focus becomes for the other, what, wait, what? You're judging what I did? Like it, it takes the, it's kind of the whole fear part was totally missed of what was being shared. And so it all became about the thing when the thing wasn't even the thing, it's, it's the emotion. Right. And so, you know, we are like Glenn said, it'd be easier if we were mannequins because then we'd be talking to someone who would <laughs> never respond back, right? But in the wheel, it's like, and and I I, I do I think I I do want to know. I want to know first what's happening for me. So this has been a, a season mm. of wow. Because I, as many of you know, my story, you know, prior to the connection codes, prior to being fifty years old. I was like, no, nah, I don't do emotions. Glenn's has enough. I'm done. I didn't even think, never knew it was a scientific part of my brain. Like, Whoa. never knew that. Whoa. So here I've lived 50 years not tuning in at all and just being a very productive person. But my body was keeping the score. So my body was stuffing 50 years worth of emotion. And then my body said, I'm tired of, <laughs> I'm tired of that. I'm done. And it stopped functioning. And then I had to pay attention to my health. Right. Had a health crisis, major. So then I learned all of this. And Glenn, of course, was doing all this research. So he was introducing all this to me. But I've become super fascinated. Like, wow. I mean, I've just not tuned in ever until the last decade of my life. And now I'm learning more and more about all of that and trying to always be aware of what's happening with myself, which is difficult because I'd rather just be productive instead of tuning in. And you miss on self-care when you choose mm. to just be productive. 
uh, self-care doesn't fit in that department. So then I have to be very aware, like what's happening with me so that I can actually take care of me and be aware of that and tune into that. So it's such a journey. This whole thing is such a journey. And I, I do feel a lot of sadness when people just give up on it. Mm. Like, oh, I did the wheel and I heard stuff out of my husband that I, nope, just keep it in there, buddy. I don't want to know. It's like, wow, 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 wow. Like that I feel a lot of sadness about. And just to realize you're okay with that. You don't really want to know what he's experienced or vice versa, what she's experiencing. You just want to keep existing in the same house, just kind of hoping for good days, hoping that every once in a while we have fun, hoping we can go on vacation and not fight the whole time. Mm. Like who, a lot of people live there though. Like they really do. Yeah. And we would just love for people. uh, And I love what you said. I was actually thinking the exact thing that life is a journey and the connection goes journey is a journey. Uh, if you, you ever go to play tennis with someone, they say, this is my first time, and they keep hitting aces, like they just nail it every time it's right, they're lying. There's no way. They're going to hit the ball no matter who knows where. You're going to miss. If you go bowling, you're going to go throw gutter balls. So I would love for people just to kind of, and maybe we need to convey that better for people, you're going to throw some gutter balls. This is going to be a, uh, I don't want to say disastrous, but maybe a semi-disastrous thing at the beginning. And if it ends up not being, well, hallelujah, then <laughs> they're pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, but just to assume that, yeah, we're probably going to miss a bit here at the beginning. And Phyllis and I miss to this day. And that's another fear I have is that people think, oh, well, Phyllis and Glenn arrived. Heck no. We're just pilgrims on the journey. We say that a lot. And I don't know if people believe us, but... Yeah, we're just pilgrims on the journey. You know, are we a little further down the trail than a lot of people? Yeah, I guess so. We've been at this a bit, but when we miss, we miss, just like every other human on the planet. So just to go into it assuming, yeah, I'm probably going to be not very good at this bowling thing, this tennis thing, this connection codes thing at the beginning, but it's a journey. And a month from now, I'll be better. And six months from now, I'll be even better. And a year from now, I'll probably actually have some really good traction and some really cool things will be uh, happening. But again, that does not mean that then you live happily ever after and there's never anything detrimental that happens or still will be. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that it's so vital just thinking back to that email from her coming in mm. of just what the connection codes, what the protocols are, you know, with the will. That's what this episode is about doing the will specifically. And so mm. for starters, just remember that slower is faster. Mm. Step one, slow down mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, step two, go first, mm-hmm. you know, um, use the three phrase, phrases and then, mm-hmm. and you be the one to step into that vulnerability mm-hmm. while we like, if I could give you a gold star every time you do that, when it, you don't want to, I wish that I could, because I know mm-hmm. that that is a hard place to be. Mm-hmm. It is hard to go first when you too are in pain right. and in mm-hmm. wounding. But when you go first in that moment, you're acknowledging like, I'm, I want to show up for you mm-hmm. and I'm willing to yep. like put my pain to the side for you, man, what that says to your partner, yep. Yep. give your partner space mm-hmm. to share, you know, when they're in pain, don't expect them. Don't, de- de- don't demand, mm-hmm. don't persist, but just give them space to show up as they need to, um, when they feel safest 
And then lastly, like following how you actually do the will. There are specific rules, which we're going to get to in just a second of actually doing the will. Mm. But one of the big rules is it should only take four minutes. Mm. Yep. And so Glenn, go into that. Like you did yeah. extensive research on how you determined this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was just going to uh, say that, um, cause this just keeps coming to my mind. There's a story in the book. Um, and if you got one of the first hundred copies of the book, it actually has the, the total truth of how it happened. But, um, we had to edit it a bit, but, um, that's a collector's item now. It's it, kind of fun. There's a cuss word in it. Oh, don't say We're that. not editing the story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's changed the, the jargon. Um, but a husband and wife really mad at each other and they did the wheel very, very faithfully. They were diligent about it every day. And uh, he walked in the room and he threw the wheel on the floor, which is one of the rules has to be, you can't hold it. And uh, he says, it's time to do the stupid wheel. And um, he said, and you have to go first because I need to ooh you for two minutes. And it's just so fascinating to hear their story that when they did the wheel, he was mad at her. He wanted to be mad at her. And he said, I just found myself melting Mm -hmm. that whenever I heard what was happening for her at the core. And he's like, it was frustrating because I could feel the, my madness at her dissipating. And it was like, dang it, I want to be mad at her just in two minutes, just because he's ooing her. Yeah. And then he did his half of the wheel in two minutes and he conveyed at the core what was happening vulnerably uh, to him. And she ooed him and he was like, it was unbelievable. Four minutes later, he said, I still wanted to be mad, but I just, he said, it felt like water just slipping through my hands I just couldn't be mad at her uh, anymore. And he said, I still felt wounded uh, by, you know, what had transpired between us. So anyway, we just encourage people, uh, do it, go slow, just ooh the person. Assume the other person is going to be inaccurate in their sharing. Nobody's 100% accurate in their narrative. So when they share, yeah, probably they're going to share something where you're going to be like, oh, no. And again, maybe you're the one that's inaccurate. Who knows? We don't have a video of your life. Uh, so to, to just be able to do that. But anyway, so back to the whole four minutes. Yeah, what we found was if we told people uh, it was a five-minute exercise, they were about 40% as likely to do it regularly. And there's just something, I don't know if that's cultural or what, but uh, if you tell somebody, oh, this will take about five minutes, in their mind they think that's going to be 10 to 20 minutes. If you tell them four minutes, they they feel like, oh, well, if it's four minutes, I could probably do that. Yeah. Also, and when you do the wheel and you keep it, when you know, okay, this is two minutes or less for mm. me, you also are more uh, kind of exact and precise. Right. Yep. And what's important with that, because sometimes we, we just in life, we use paragraphs. Right. Mm. And the problem is, it's almost like your own brain gets confused yeah. in your paragraphs. Mm. Where if you very quickly go through, I feel anger that I... Uh, you know, expect myself to be perfect. Mm. It's like a sentence. It's a sentence that communicates very well what's happening. Um, I got a text earlier today from a dear friend in Alaska and she did the whole wheel in her text. And so it was so short, but it was so powerful and it, it complete me to completely tune me in Mm. to how she's doing and what's happening in her life right this minute. Yeah. And I thought, Wow, that is the whole objective where if she had actually done a paragraph for every Mm, emotion, number one, I don't want to ever receive a text that long, (laughs) but even I would get confused and lost Mm -hmm. and it would be exhausting. Right. And, 
And it's, it's the realization that this is for you to tune into yourself and get it out of your body. And to be able to do that with another human, it's such a, it's a fast way to know in just two minutes what's going on with you. And it's because we have heard people go, oh, no, I, I love taking when we do the wheel, we take an hour because we're really tuning into each other. And I thought, we're not opposed to you talking for an hour. Right. Don't do the wheel for an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're really missing the point. Yeah. You're missing that you are releasing this from your body and that your body, don't get yourself confused. Mm-hmm. Say the anger with one sentence attached to it nope. and then move to the next one and right. say your joy. And then after both people have gone, if you then want to go, hey, I'd love to right. hear more mm-hmm. about your weekend because, man, mm-hmm. sounds like a lot happened because right. a lot of your emotions were about stuff this weekend. Mm. You know, do you have time? I'd love to hear the rest. Right. That's totally different. Because yeah. you don't do it when you're doing the wheel. Right. And the drawback to that is if, in fact, it takes 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, sorry, you're a human. Your psyche is being trained. So tomorrow, when the idea of doing the wheel comes up, right. your psyche goes, well, let's see, we don't have 45 minutes right. here. And you can't help that. I mean, you, you, the wheel equals 30 minutes. The wheel equals 45 minutes, even if it's a positive experience. And our goal is to get people to do the core motion wheel every day. And if it's a 30-minute thing, you're just not going to be able uh, to do that. Again, it's just the, the psyche. It doesn't matter if it was a positive experience, even. You don't have time. You don't have 30 minutes. The other big part of that is people get lost. The reason that we say do the – and I always say I'd rather it be um, fast and uh, inaccurate than slow and accurate. You need to be able to convey in one sentence, maybe two, what's happening for you in real time. If I give Phyllis three paragraphs about what's happening with me, she's lost. I threw so many facts and figures and content, uh, what we call logistics, at her. She got lost a long time ago. If I'm able to just say to her, babe, I felt some pain. I felt some hurt when you said that thing uh, a few minutes ago. She can handle that. If I say, I felt some pain because I know you've never really cared about me that much, and I get off on three paragraphs, she's gone. She's right. lost. And she adores me, and we're very connected, very bonded, very close. She's gone. She will not be able to tune in for three uh, paragraphs. She can tune in for a, a one or two sentences, especially when the focus is on my emotion. Now, it's I get it. It's connected to something that she did, an action that she did, but the focus is on the fact that I felt shame when you did that thing, whatever yeah. the thing was. I'm not criticizing her, not accusing her, judging her, pathologizing her. I just felt some shame. I did. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's your fault that I felt shame. I did. I just felt shame. And she can handle that all day long. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. Well, now do we want to uh, go into the wheel? Let's yeah. close out. Absolutely. I do you know, again. I've been thinking about that because we always do the wheel, but I would love it if you would do the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. I can do it. Okay. Okay. Whenever, I always like to have it in front of me. So mm. I have to like, um, I start with anger. Um, hmm. okay, I'm gonna have to come back to that. I don't know what I feel anger about today. Mm. Um, I feel shame. Hmm. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to edit some of this because I need to process. Just do the last time, then a big time. When's the last time you felt anger? Last time I felt anger, Wes was being impatient with the kids. Mm. He was being short with them. And they're a lot right now. We have a four-year-old that's a lot. And Mm. 
Uh, but I felt anger at Wes oh. about that. And he's the best dad truly ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel shame. Um, I feel shame because I question if I'm doing a good enough job explaining the connect, the power of the connection codes to people. Oh. Because I feel like if I did a better job, everyone would be enrolling in foundations oh. because it's life changing. Mm-hmm. And so I've just the last few days wondered like, what am I doing wrong where people just don't get why they need it? Wow. Yeah. Mm. I have guilt uh, because this weekend is our kids winter break. So they have a few extra days out of school and I planned time with my girlfriends, mm. which means we can't do a getaway with the kids. And Wes was really hoping to do that. I, I, I've been planning weekends on, uh, on the kids mm. breaks by accident. Um, I feel sad because I'm feeling tired today. Mm. Yeah, we had a big storm come through last night. I had oh, kids wow. awake, and yep. I'm having a and it's overcast. I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open. Mm. Mm. Yes, I feel sad about that. I feel lonely. In hmm, I'm feeling lonely just in probably tangible work things mm. at times. Um, just getting social media and podcasting and it's the greatest joy. I love it so much. I have the best, I truly love my job, Mm -hmm. but there is loneliness in that Mm -hmm. too at times. Um, and when I'm at hurt, I feel hurt by my four year old. He tells Mm -hmm. me he hates me sometimes Mm -hmm. and I keep telling him that it hurts me, but he just is not catching that. But yeah, I have Mm -hmm. hurt in that Mm -hmm. and I have fear that um, I fear because we have another storm coming in. We have a babysitter tonight. And I just mm-hmm. hope that all of that transitions, that my kids aren't too scared of the babysitter mm-hmm. um, tonight. And my joy is in, I have a lot of joy right now. Um, I'll just say my weekend with my girls. I have girlfriends mm-hmm. coming in town. Cool. We're going out dancing tomorrow night. Oh, wow. And I'm just really excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel like I went over my time. Did I? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't no. know. But that was okay. good. Oh, that's true. We can't set a bad example. <laughs> I know. I can't. I was. I had. I had that fear in the back of my head the whole. Uh, honestly, I struggled because I was flooded with fear that I was not going to do wow. a good job. Oh. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. But um, Wes and I do this all the time, and we really have gotten to a point where we do it in real time. Mm. And mm. it's incredible. And even seeing my kids doing it in real time Love that. is like, I just, I feel like my home is operating in a way I didn't even know we could. Mm. And my kids are able to tell me things that I didn't even know that they would. Nope. And nope. it is just, wow. not that it's, I mean, I still have a kid telling me he hates me. Things aren't mm-hmm. perfect over here, but he also tells me when he's sad yep. mm. and when he has a broken blue sweetheart, yep. when his, his heart, when he feels hurt, he says, mm. my blue sweetheart is broken. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and so we are able to talk to each other in a way I didn't experience mm. in my life yeah. up until the last few years. Wow. Yep. Um, and I just feel like that's such a gift. So yep. we are so glad for everyone that's listening. This whole episode, we just really want you to understand the purpose of the will, how to do it. Mm. And, and why it's there, the goal. Mm. And if you have not already downloaded it to do it yourself, you can go to connectioncodes.co forward slash podcast. And there is a free download for you to do it by yourself. If that feels safest to start there. 
and then incorporate it with a child, your partner, your parent, your friends, and just really get to know each other on a level that is so beautiful, you know, that connection. So yes, thank you. Share this with your friends. Share your experience of the wheel with your friends. Because you need this. You deserve this. So So let's let's do do this. this.